Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestronino, and we are back for Hit or Quit, part two of our coverage of Jury Duty. And today we'll be talking about the back half of Freebie's Jury Duty as uh, we find out what happened with Ronald as he found out that everything was real. Of course, I am back here with a woman who keeps it real, Jenny Autumn. Jenny, how are you? Oh, I'm so good. I am so I am so my cup is very full today after finishing this series. Uh, so uh, I feel great. I, I mean, I didn't, you know, win a hundred thousand dollars, but mm-hmm. pretty close. Yeah. Feel, I'm feeling um, spiritually rich right now after <laughs> this viewing experience. Yes, uh, this was very fun. The back half, especially. I really enjoyed it. Um, I felt like that uh, things got pretty fun uh, in terms of like uh, towards the end of the court case. And then the reveal episode was an all timer. So uh, yeah. really excited to talk about that here today on Jury Duty, which has kind of become kind of a hit. It's well, I mean, we already declared it a hit. Wow. But I feel like a ton of people not out on that. (laughs) You know, it it took a little while for us to get here. And I know that there were some real ones who were saying that we should be watching it earlier on. It took Mm -hmm. us. We probably might have stuck with the race to survive colon Alaska a week too long. But yeah, yeah, this was this was really, really fun. Yeah. Um. That I kind of I kind of this is why I don't like things that are released in bunches because I I didn't love watching this 
knowing that people had already watched it and enjoyed it um, because I felt like I was late. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't like that. That's feeling. how they get you. And you gotta, that's how people end up watching shows at four o'clock in the morning. I just don't. Don't tell me how to live my life. Uh, mm -hmm. Streaming, you know, companies. <laughs> I, I, I like a weekly drop of one thing. Like, I, I'm sorry. I've got other stuff going on in my week. I, I'm clearly a very, very busy and important person. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to watch four episodes of something to stay on top of something with everyone else. That gives me anxiety. Give me one thing a week. Mm -hmm. Even Big Brother sometimes is too much with like mul three freaking episodes a week. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I don't like when streaming shows do these like multiple episodes at once dropped. So I I'm... I'm feeling very good that we are at least on the same page as all the other jury duty stands. Um, and and we've finally gotten there because I knew that we this final episode, I'd gotten the, you know, the word that the final episode was going to answer the questions and do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that we were talking about. Um, not getting to to see uh, throughout the first, you know, however many episodes. So I knew it was coming, but I was like, yeah. I just I, I get the anxiety. I was like, I just want to be on the same page as everyone. Else. I want to be able to talk openly about it. So I I feel a weight lifted off of me that we are now caught up with the real ones that let us know that this this needed to be watched. Yeah. And this was super fun. I'm so glad yeah. we're here. I'm so glad that we did this, Jenny. And so I just want to know, what would your reaction be to one day getting Joe Schmode, getting jury dutied? Listen, if they are are telling me uh, what a wonderful person I am, what a, what a hero I am, and then telling me that I get 100K, I don't care how bamboozled I got. Yeah. Like, that is wonderful. Like, as long as I know that I was not painted as a bad person, I am fine being painted as a stupid person. Yeah. That is totally okay with me. I would rather be kind... I would rather be considered kind and good hearted than uh, the smartest person in the room. And I've always felt that way. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was saying this to Phil when we were watching it. I was like, this would be me. Like I would be Ronald, I think, in that I I can be a little gullible. I can be a little naive. And I think that I would sincerely love and make the most of the opportunity of being around these characters and getting to know them and like, so I loved that part of it. So, so listen, I'm not like looking to be um, like, you know, misled in my life. But if it happened under the circumstances that Ronald was, uh, I think that's a net positive. He is a, he's the hero of a story he didn't know he was going to be the hero of mm -hmm. and comes out of this 100K richer. Like, where is the downside I think the only thing that would maybe like mess with you is like the relationships he built with all these people and then like finding out that they were like all actors. But we even get that kind of explained in the final episode where it's like, yeah, they're actors, but like they because it was like 24 seven, basically, they're also being a lot of themselves. So even that you wouldn't be like that upset about because you're like the person I got to know is kind of you. Yeah. So listen, the, I, this is different than Joe Schmoing. Like this is different. Um, and I would be fine with it.
Yeah. So I'm going to be replying to Craigslist ads now, I guess. I don't know. Hoping that they do a Canadian version. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I wish that we got more into like, wh- how did they know he was the right guy? I, I, I wonder how many people have spoken out. Like, I, I bet you there's got to be like TikToks of people being like, I saw the ad. I replied to the ad. Like, because we saw like in the in the final episode, they like there was like a shot of like all the um, the email replies to the Craigslist. Um, yeah, I think they said like 200 people. I think they, I think like they that. said 2,500. Again, I'm bad with numbers. Yes. So uh, maybe I just so that's wild to me. Like how many people that they just got videos because we saw like a little snippet of Ronald's vid- video. They had to have just seen something. In I mean, him maybe there was like people that they got a good message back and they asked them to make a video. Uh, and that was like yeah, the second maybe. round of it. But yeah, you think I, they like stalked like his social media and stuff. And they're probably, like, this is the guy. Like, like, yeah, they, they're doing they're doing casting. Jenny, my question for you is, is Ronnie, is Ronald super, is he the nicest person ever or might he just be extremely conflict avoidant? Yes, he's a nine. Um, And I don't mean a nine out of (laughs) ten. I mean a nine out of nine. If the shoe fits, yeah. Um, I think, and that's why he was such a perfect person because he was, he wasn't, perfect he's not you can tell he's not a perfect person there's like a few things he says like throughout this whole process that are like hmm what's the story here like this this guy is not like the the cleanest record for sure like he's probably done done some things in his life that he's maybe not proud of um but he's Good nature. Did he and- podcast about the <laughs> which beyond the edge? Oh no! <laughs> it's like which one? Which one should I do? <laughs> which one? Which one's the one? Which one should I choose here? <laughs> What's the bad one? Um, no, he like I think that they just got something from him that like this this guy is unassuming. He doesn't seem. I don't know. I would really love to know more about the actual process of selecting him because he was perfect. And it almost seems that they didn't even realize how perfect he would be because they had to have gone into this thinking that there is a high likeliness that this all goes wrong at some point. We don't get to the end of this supposed case um, because... There's the one variable that you can't control in Ronald. Mm -hmm. And they had to have seen something in him that they were like, he is malleable enough and he's going to listen to whatever we say. And he's not going to argue with us and he's not going to like, you know, kind of disrupt things. So he's the perfect straight man here. And like he really was. But I think that like against all of these other characters, like he had to almost just be like extra normal to kind of like create Mm -hmm. a balance. So I think he was like even just like rising to the occasion of being like stable. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he was a great anchor around all of the I mean, this really was like a sitcom uh, more so than a reality show. You lose yourself in it. Yeah. Yeah. Where he was really the straight man with all these other like very eccentric characters uh, along the way. Jenny, do you think that this uh, would have been maybe better as six episodes instead of eight episodes? Um, Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know, because I, I almost think that I would have loved more of what we got in episode eight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because maybe the last episode should have been an hour. I was, I said I could watch three hours straight of this part because, yeah. um, it was so cool to see everything exposed and hear him like go going through all of the different things that almost went wrong and like that stuff was so interesting to me and like having everyone drop the facade and like talk to him real and all of the realizations like that was so um comforting to me that I literally could have watched so much more of that so I think that like but we got so many more of the characters flushed out by having the um I guess seven proper episodes Mm-hmm. Um, but because I watched them in two bunches, I, I didn't feel like it needed to be a lot less episodes. The episodes were short. I don't know. Do you feel like it should have been six? Um, I feel like that maybe there might've been like, uh, uh some parts that were like a, a little bit, maybe like, uh, especially in the early going that were like a little slower. Um, but all in all, um, I, I just was very high on the show. It paid off. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like it, they it stuck all the landing of it really off. well. Yeah. And like some of the characters, we got like a really good sense of who they were early, which made it like, cause it was good to have like in the early goings of the show, like a scene set with like a bunch of people where you're like, okay, this person's like, that's their character and that's their character. And then you had like some of the background characters where they were like, their, their thing was like slow rolled, which is a good way of doing it if you're wanting to give Ronald the you couldn't go like level 10 wild yeah. with all of these characters from the jump because that's too sus. Well, I saw so, an like, interview with James Marsden where he talked about how like, yeah, OK, it looked like everything was crazy, but it would be like we would do like one thing crazy It's like, all right, now back to like, you know, we got to make this trial like super boring for the next six hours to sort of yeah. like, cover our tracks so he doesn't uh, like suspect anything. Well, that's the thing. And like we, you know, obviously for the show, we're seeing like all of the really like wild things that were happening. But we ended up finding out there was like 30 hours of testimony. Yeah. Like how much how much time of testimony did we actually see in the show? Like five minutes, mm-hmm. like, you know, <laughs> so like the fact that they grabbed like the wildest five minutes of the the fake testimony and that the jurors were all there for 30 hours worth of it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there had to have been enough mundane stuff filling the blanks that yeah. it, it holds it holds it up more. Jenny, so. can they do jury duty season two? Absolutely. Yeah, not. I think absolutely not. No, I think so. Oh. I don't think so. Yeah, I definitely think they could. Why? Why do you think they can't? So you think that it enough? So you th- okay? I guess I guess you're counting on the idea that uh, enough, not enough people watched or like heard about this show that they could pull this stunt again and find somebody else that is unaware. I think that the the biggest wrinkle they would have w- would be finding the person like the, if they put up a, a, a Craigslist ad that was similar to the first one. I think it would be all over like uh, like Internet sites and people would be like, oh, it looks like there's another jury duty that's casting. Yeah. But if so they you could can't find, do the same method of finding finding them. it. But if you could go like some way around like finding another person who I don't know if you went like on a college campus and were just like looking for people that would be part of like um, a, a a court case. Or I wonder if maybe 
if it's not quite like jury duty, but it's some sort of like other similar situation where I got to be honest uh, that this made me want to be on a jury. Like I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is like an adopted family that I always, never knew I wanted, but here they are. No, that's It's, it's I, very it's, close to being in a reality to... TV cast. That I think that's like a similar, <laughs> yeah. thing. like here's a bunch of random people and they're your family now. I, and that's the, that's why I said uh, this, I would be Ronald because I, well, honestly, I would almost be Ross because like I, I would grow such you wouldn't an affection go home. for these people. I wouldn't want to go home. Yeah. Um, and we don't want to discuss your home life. Yeah. <laughs> There's issues. Sorry, yeah. Um, but I, I just don't know what other scenarios you could do this with. And if you do literally like boot a camp. jury situation again, boot camp, not too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Oh, can I tell you? I think that Jenny, this is just like jogging my memory. I, I'm pretty sure I had in like my fever dreams of not feeling well this week. I'm pretty sure that I had a dream that I was like hanging out with like uh like uh Billy Billingham. <laughs> What were you doing? I don't know. I was like sort of like now that I was like, like I had somehow like befriended him. But I was like, oh, if this guy ever finds out that like I did a podcast and was like making fun of him, he's going to destroy me. And that's uh, an anxiety dream. Yeah. Rob. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, like a a world's toughest test nightmare. uh, Yeah. That's like many months later. Like speaking to your fear of like this real life person who is scary as hell and could beat the shit out of you. No offense. Um, you, you did a podcast for several weeks, um, dunking on him. And if he finds out and you meet him in real life, some like black site where he's just going to like torture me. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're totally like, you're getting right into the, the Mm gas, uh, shipping container <laughs> sure sure um I, I wonder maybe is there like some sort of like you, you know you accept the job and you go to some mm, sort of like truly like, the office yeah but but you accept some job and you go to like some sort of like uh i feel like that there's companies like uh that they do like some sort of like training seminar or training retreat yeah. where it's like you and all the people that are accepting this position have to like okay you're going for like two week training in like some remote location and sort of you're stuck with people for like i maybe they wouldn't go back to a courtroom but maybe there's some other place that they could do something like this yeah and if they if they can make it different enough while still following the same sort of formula like then possibly um because my other concern besides like can they properly get someone who like would be as unassuming as, as Ronald um, is that like, I think if they, if they run it again with like just a different trial and different actors, but it's still a jury duty thing, like nothing is going to hit like the first, you know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. going to be like, it's, it's just not, no matter what, I just can't see like the second result working as well as the first, because also just because it won't be fresh. And I think that that same problem would be applied in a, even a different scenario. Um, but I, I do agree. Like, I think that there's just so much, there's so many things now, like there's so many like documentary documentaries, like behind the scenes stuff that like you probably could pull one over on, on somebody that to give some sort of reason why there's like cameras and you're doing confessionals and stuff like that. Like there's a reality show for freaking everything at this point. Mm-hmm. So I do think that you probably could 
pull one over on another person in a, in a different scenario. I just don't, I would still worry that it would just not have the same purity of like, execution. it would be tough, but I, I think that they could figure out another way to do it. I would love to hear people's ideas, uh, you know, on, on what could really work or what would like give that same sort of, uh, mm -hmm. experience because I would, I love this kind of like comedy. Like it was just so enjoyable. Like even like the parts where I was getting lost in the fact that it was like that Ronald was actually a real person. Like it, I was completely engrossed in it. Like that kind of stuff is so funny to me. Um, so I would watch, no matter what, I would watch this again if they did something else, even knowing that it might not be exactly like as good. I would still watch it because mm -hmm. I love that. Jenny, when they pulled back the cameras and they were revealing everything, did, I got a little lost with, uh, why did they have to eat so many lunches? Thank you. Oh my God. Okay, so I I had to get Phil to rewind this and he was like trying to explain it to me and I was still confused and he said maybe Rob can explain it to you better so but I you're would as imagine as I that there's like I, and I wasn't sure I heard it correctly but and maybe like our listeners can help us so I, I think that there's probably like on set on a set there, there there are specific rules of you need to the actors need to break after so long and so because like their labor lunch, laws you mean yeah like, their labor okay. they're, but because I'm sure it was like a union production right and so the union is going to say like oh no that like if you you know your actors need to get like an hour lunch break and they need to so and i don't know if they needed to eat during they needed to be fed during their hour lunch break uh and so then are they not really supposed to be eating in like uh, like could they just could, even if they got the break did they have to eat a lunch before they went back on the set? That's really the part that I'm confused about. I, I know because we got. Or it's like um, you're just sitting around all day. There's nothing else to do but eat. So. Well, and I was trying to figure out like how how were they getting all of these times to do these rehearsals without Ronald? Because they showed like scenes of all of them eating or like talking about the lunch. Yeah. Where was Ronald during where the was Ronald? Lunch? Like, how did they get all of these opportunities? Like, I understood the one the one part where like the they were waiting on the COVID test or whatever, and they did like the whole the whole day of um, of rehearsals. But like that, the lunch thing was so confusing to me because I was like, why don't they just eat the the lunch at the time they're eating the lunch as mm -hmm. the characters? Why did they need to eat lunch at a different yeah. time too? Like I just that was so confusing. And did Ronald to me. do like an hour of interviews while everybody else was eating lunch at the same time every single day? I guess like, but then like, why would you eat the lunch knowing you were going to have to eat <laughs> fake can, eat lunch later? Maybe it's it's just like delicious lunches. I mean, I guess like I thought when I thought what they were saying was like, okay, put in your order now. And then just repeat that so we know what to order so that's ready mm -hmm. and repeat that when you take the orders tomorrow. I didn't realize, like, I didn't understand why it meant there were two actual lunches. It was just like, just eat the lunch when it comes to yeah, you. But we they were we saying, Pat, like, Pat McCurdy was like, oh, it was a lot of food. I had to eat lunch like twice. I was mm -hmm. like, why though? I just, that part was so confusing to me. So I'm glad that you also were confused by it. Um, I need so much more information from like, the actors in this um, about like all the little things that were happening and like how it all worked. Like I 
so many questions still. I like I really am grateful for the the final episode and we did get like a lot explained, but I feel like I still have like a million more questions that could be answered. As we all do. As we all do. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jenny, let's talk through the the four episodes uh, we watched. Okay. We spent a lot of time talking about episode eight, but there was a lot of fun stuff that happened oh in episodes uh, five and six uh, in particular. And then yes. seven, it was like a lot of business. Yes. Uh, seven was, you know, the, the deliberation, which was fun and interesting in its own way. And it was like a good lead mm-hmm. up to like the final. But like we still had lots of like wacky um plot line uh stuff for the characters in episode five and six mm-hmm. um so yeah i i think we, yeah. we get into episode five yeah. which is like when things really really fall apart on the defense side of the case yeah well I wanted to highlight, um, so Brandon, you know, he really uh, has... Wait, why do you think this man's name is Brandon? Oh, sorry, but I don't know. Brand, <laughs> you I don't know, know someone I, named 
Brandon. Yeah, I don't know. Looks I, like Ronald. Second, I know it's the second time I've done that. I guess he does look like a like a Brandon. Uh, but I, I mean, yeah, I, I, get, like, I could see it, but I just want to know who you know, this, that who his Brandon name is, is Ronald Gladden. I don't know if uh, the, the, the end yeah, of it's it is like a like an anagram or something. I don't know. I don't know why I keep doing that. I apologize. Uh, but yeah, he really <laughs> in James Marsden's career. Uh, he is a, <laughs> a, a, a fan of the film uh, Sex Drive. I didn't know that this was a thing. Sex Drive. Uh, should this go to the crappy movie di- diaper? At this point, I vote for it because... It's a very crappy movie if you hang out with James Marsden. <laughs> well, and and they say you can't make that movie today. They, so. you, you can't make a movie like that today. Yeah. Uh, and we got the um, whole like uh, synopsis. <laughs> I have not seen this movie. Sex drive? I certainly haven't. Yeah. Um, but yeah. At first I thought I was mixing it up with Road Trip. Yeah, that's, I mean, Road Trip I think is with similar. Tom Green. Yes. Right? Um, and that is, uh, I feel like that's like 2001. I think it was trip. in high school when yeah. I saw that. So yeah. That yeah. Tracked, that so uh, this was um, sort of like uh, the last gasp for like the raunchy, uh, like teen, uh, like R-rated comedy. Yeah. And like, that's why (laughs) these are the little indicators to me that like Ronald is not like the squeakiest Mm -hmm. clean character in the world. Like, like you get Ronald being like, you can't make a movie like that today. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and and what he knows James Marsden from most is sex drive. Like Mm -hmm. there's something there. Okay. (laughs) Uh, It's a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes for sex drive. I did think that James Marsden like really like uh, was, was very funny in throughout all of this. And especially like playing uh, up against this, that he was like, Oh yeah, that was, you couldn't do that. (laughs) Yeah, so so good. Yeah. Um, um but according to Rotten Tomatoes, uh they say um it's crushingly generic stuff, a combination of gross-out gags and clammy sentiment, but Seth Green's cameo as a sardonic Amish car mechanic has its moments. Spoiler alert. Seth Green? <laughs> yeah. There was a point in one of the episodes, speaking of Seth Green, um, after uh, Todd gets his makeover, that uh, Phil said that he looked like Seth Green. I could see it. Yeah, I could see it once his hair was done and stuff. Yeah. Um, Wait, was Seth Green also in Road Trip? I'm 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 mixing. Seth Green in Road Trip. I'm going to say. I know Tom Green. Oh, wait, no, Tom Green is in. Tom Green. Yeah, his brother. Maybe I'm just like mixing up my Mm -hmm. greens. Yes. Colorblind, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, James Marsden, uh, just, just coming up, uh, in, uh, in that one, I think. Will Renap get canceled if you do sex drive in the crap? Actually, no, James Marsden was in a million things before, <laughs> before sex drive. He is well, a, I was going to say, I feel like he was, he's, he's yeah, been he an was, actor long before in, sex the, drive. But the, the middle of his career at that point. Yeah. It was uh, like he's a, been around like for, a, a valley, yeah. not a peak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess what was his big break, James Marsden, uh, that he he's just an actor that like, well, again, I I don't watch a lot of movies. So I but like he's just one of those people. I'm like, I know who he is, but I could have never told you what he was in. Yeah. Um, X-Men, I think, is probably uh, you don't lead with X-Men. You don't lead with X-Men, but uh, I think that that's his first like big role. Unless he like, uh, again, on Al- I don't know how he mentioned Ally McBeal. 
I don't know how much mm-hmm. he was a factor on he the was appealing Alley, to the judge. The Ali McBeal. He did his, his old oh, he's on yeah, <laughs> one season of Ali McBeal, but that came after the first X-Men. Okay. And then when was the first X-Men? 2000. Oh. So, yeah, that's I mean, that's how long uh, I might have even seen that in the theater and yes. just not paid attention. Yeah. So honestly. that was a lot of my high school experience was going. To yeah. And then 2004, the notebook. He was the guy in the notebook. The other guy. Know, he was I he know. was the guy that should have been chosen. Wow. Yeah. Spoilers for the notebook. I am going to mm-hmm. go back and watch it. Actually, Phil and I were discussing this this morning that is saying he's like, well, we have to watch the notebook. The, but I've never right. seen and then it. balance it out with sex drive. Yeah, we'll do the notebook <laughs> to sex drive and then con- <laughs> compare and contrast. <laughs> Should that be the the Renap episode? Yeah, I think so. I think it's like it's a it's a James Marsden double date and uh yeah. you know, yeah. you do both. Yeah. I think Life on Marsden and then you yeah. end up doing yeah. the, 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 the I love that. Life on Marsden and you do the notebook <laughs> and sex to drive. Marsden. <laughs> with with a spe- like especially focusing in on the performance of James Marsden in both films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put it on the wheel. Yeah, really. <laughs> and then uh, if you were going to do that podcast, I know this is not Robin keeping the podcast. It's like okay, you <laughs> want right, like you know sort of like okay, who's like sort of like the. Uh, you know, person that's the most against type to watch the notebook and the person that's the most against type to watch sex drive. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, they to, and they have to like uh, re- re- role reversal. Okay. It's perfect. It's perfect. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tell Akiva. Maybe Akiva yeah. will listen. He said it because he really liked Jury Duty as well. Oh, he watched it? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Akiva? He was a fan. Put it on the wheel, baby. Okay. All right. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, that, uh, luckily they didn't do a viewing of, uh, sex drive. No, James just signs the, the <laughs> Ronald where also like, how did Ronald get his copy of it? I don't like, know. Did he have, cause the, he's staying at the hotel. Like, did he get it before? Like when he had to pack to stay at the hotel? Cause that was the one thing where it was very confusing to me. Cause it was like, how did he get, or did he, Oh, do you think he picked that up? at the mall when he took when him and Vanessa took Todd for his makeover. Maybe. You think he bought might, might a have been DVD like in the uh, 99 copy. cent DVD pile. <laughs> Do they still sell like physical DVDs? I think so, stuff? especially if you go to like, like a Dollar Tree or something like that. Like they this. sell they sell that at Dollar Tree? Mm-hmm. They sell video? Oh, they still sell like new DVDs also. Really? Yeah, you go to Target and stuff like that. They always have DVDs out. We don't have Target oh, in Canada okay. anymore. It's right. a it's a sore spot. Well, speaking of movies, <laughs> uh, the one thing that just killed me was that they got the testimony from the friend of the defendant, <laughs> Trevor. Yeah, Trevor's Trevor. friend. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, the, Trevor, I don't remember yeah. the friend's name. And this character <laughs> witness um, was allegedly found. Mastering his own domain. Oh no! <laughs> at, at a movie theater. Now, when they did the what, okay, what was the movie? Theater? The Grove. I mean, this is the like Grove. a big, like this is a I've popular, heard of the Grove. a popular destination in Los Angeles. This is like this is not like some like uh, like empty area. So this yeah, is like this a is very, not like a 
Pop, commercial very popular destination uh, in Los Angeles. And then they asked You can't him, imagine an empty movie theater at the Grove, right? R- you wouldn't think so. Yeah. But then when they asked what the what was the movie, <laughs> the choice of Pacific Rim Uprising was so inspired. <laughs> You have to think that maybe like there's been like a uh, corn uh, uh, parody of Pacific Rim Uprising, right? I think there's something there. Yes. It could be yes. Pacific it took me a Rim Uprising. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think that that is the movie mm-hmm. that they're saying he was watching. Yes. Okay. They did ask. They're like, and this was not a pornographic movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. The. <laughs> no. The Pacific Rim occupation. <laughs> so, so um, and apparently this is we get this is one of the funny little things from Ken, where Ken, uh, he says, uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. I believe that is the second one. Yes. Uh, I watched it. I did not. I did not feel aroused. <laughs> no, I don't think it's a sexy movie. It's no, no sex drive. It's about robots. Yeah. Like I was. I. I, I know nothing. Ronald about this. was like, haven't seen that one. <laughs> Sorry, it's not racy enough. Pacific Rim Uprising was a uh, 2018. Uh, oh, this is recent. Yes, uh, you <laughs> Me know. think 2018 is recent. I my my time is very well. The first one I think was only like 2013, so uh, okay. it took a while for them to come back with the uh, with the second one, Pacific Rim Uprising. I mean, yeah, it stars <laughs> it John, John Boyega, good looking guy. Don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Should I Google him? Um, you can Google him. He's in uh, best known as Finn in the Star Wars uh, sequel. Oh, he's a British Charlie actor? Day. Is in oh, it? he is. Yeah. Okay. So he's in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. He's in a bunch of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, were any of the robots uh, like uh, anatomically correct or anything like that? <laughs> Or did they have a half-cut cucumber? <laughs> yes. Looking at the poster, they don't look too sexy. Although they they look kind of ripped. Listen. Pretty muscular. You know, everybody has a, a, a special interest in something. You know what I mean? There's somebody out there that is really attracted to the robots. And it, yeah. it might have just been this fictional person who is Trevor's friend. Yes. Yeah, the, the tagline was uh, "Rise up!" Like, uh, not oh. like that. Okay, well, he was just listening mm-hmm. to his directions. He's just, you know, he's very compliant. This young man, mm-hmm. I don't know how young, but. Yeah. Um, so we also in the fifth episode get some more of the drama between Noah and his girlfriend over Mm -hmm. everything that was going on with, uh, their breakup where Noah got drunk allegedly and then ended up telling off his girlfriend. And then, uh, he puts Ronald on the phone and then, uh, she tells Ronald to tell him it's over. Now he does not. Was this nice? Is this nice to not tell Noah that his relationship is over? So this is this is where we get into the question that you had of, you know, is is Ronald a good person or is he just conflict averse? And, you know, I don't blame him in this situation where he's like, I'm not being the messenger here where I'm like 
speaking for this woman. Like, this is not my problem. I did what he asked me to. I told her that he did not mean to get drunk, that he was given the wrong drinks and got intoxicated. Mm -hmm. That was all that he was supposed to do. And he does not feel responsible for relaying a breakup. That's not part of the deal. So he's probably thinking at some point these two are going to talk again. This is not my problem. Um, I think that this this man is just trying to pick his battles here. You know what I mean? Like he can't inject himself into like every single crazy Mm -hmm. situation as much as he's being pulled into them. Uh, So I think that... Uh, you know, Ronald's being a little avoidant here, being like, yeah, he's she's pretty mad. She, she hung up um, without having to say for sure that she said to tell Noah that it's over. Yeah, I think at this point he's like, listen, he he probably knows the deal. I don't need to say it. Um, but do you think, Rob, do you think that he he did a bad there? You think that he should have said, yeah, she she said that it's over. <sighs> um. And I think he probably did it. He's a, he did say eventually, like, I think you two need to talk. I think you need to, you right. need to call, call her back. Yeah, call her again, like, yeah. when I'm not around because I don't want to be involved yeah, in this. Yeah, because what is she going to say? I told your friend Ronald that I broke up with you. Why are you calling me? And then if you're Ronald, you say she was screaming. I had no idea what she was saying. Yeah. I could just And then she hung up. I didn't realize she said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Claim ignorance, Miscommunication, okay? right. Come on. Right. What would you do, Rob? Do you think you 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 relay that? Or do you just yeah, uh, I feel do, like do that, what Ronald did? I do think it is important to, like, tell, like, a hard truth when it directly involves you. But not, this is, <laughs> like, This is not know, his problem. Yeah, this was He's not my burden. how long. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Where it is going, like... I'll I'll issue a, a tough truth if it's something that that I feel like ultimately is going to improve a situation for me. But for, for a you know a person I'm on the jury with, I don't know. See, and and again, it's hard to say because you don't like you you don't know how that relationship feels to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I would probably say she says it's over, but she sounds really mad you guys should probably have another conversation later. It's like, you know, it's kind of like the soft sell kind of where it's like, maybe it's not over. She's really mad right now. That is what she said. You figure that out. Mm -hmm. All right. I don't know. So the big thing that happens in the trial uh, ends up being that uh, we have the defendant. uh, What's his name? Trevor, Trevor Morris? yes, uh, that he ends up uh, his lawyer. I don't know what he's trying to say, uh, <laughs> but he ends up uh, like uh, saying that he's getting ineffective assistance of counsel. Yeah. So the the we also got like the, the testimony from Trevor's mom, yes. who was also like being like. He's very irresponsible and like does not not a good character witness again. And this is like a witness that the defense also called, I I believe. Um, So we already have the defense getting really bad testimony from the friend, from the mom. And then the defense uh, lawyer gets Trevor up on the stand and is literally asking him questions as if they are the prosecutor. Like they just totally like laying him over the coals Mm -hmm. like to the point where trevor's like what 
what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, so I had never heard this term of the, what was it? The ineffective assistance of uh, counsel. I had not known about it either, but he Googled it. Yes. <laughs> That's what he said. So Jenny, I know you are, uh, you know, an outsider looking into our American legal system. Do you feel like that yes. jury duty is a, like, uh, is it giving to you the impression that the system works or that the system doesn't work? Um, I think it's, well, I think that they came to the right verdict. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but I would say that, uh, this would not be like, giving me really good feelings. Yeah, was about this a case in favor of criminal justice reform or do you feel like that it's making you feel like, you know what? The system works. Um, I think, uh, I, I think the system still needs uh, some some attention. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't think. But did this uh, and, you know, I, I think most people would agree with that. But did this highlight some of the issues with the system? Precisely. Yes. Because I almost feel like many that, issues. that jury duty was like uh, a almost like Pollyanna ish example of like the system working like it's supposed to. Like this was giving like 12 angry men of like one like impassioned, like good hearted foreman of a jury making sure right. that an innocent man got off the stand. Like this was like I think that most people probably walk away from jury duty feeling like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, like, like, uh, I love the U.S. justice system. Yeah, it, justice it system prevails. Justice is served. See, but that's that's being results oriented and not looking at all of the things along the way that were so bad, right. like that were so not the way that any of this should ever play out. Like, yes, ultimately they got to the right uh, destination, but I, I think that you can't ignore all of the faults along the way in this process. Like there's no but way they weren't that highlighted. People... Like it really was not part of the, and again, it's a comedy. Uh, so I don't right. think they wanted to explore. Well, and like, they can't dark highlight. Themes. Yeah. They can't highlight too much of like what is wrong because they're trying to give the illusion that this is real for, um, I mean, we get like, we get the judge saying like, this is the most unorthodox case I've ever, uh, mm -hmm. which is not untrue. This is the only case that he's ever presided over. Yes. But uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I like, I just don't think it's realistic. All of these things that were happening, like, you know, how, how much the jury is getting to like, even Phil, when we were watching this, he's like, I'm pretty sure if you're a juror and you sleep with one of the other jurors, like that's a big problem. <laughs> like that becomes like, yeah, you know, I never thought about that. I, I feel now, like there are it, did so they tech, many did, cases is, where. Well, that's a great it, point like, that, that Phil raises. Now, my question is, now, did they technically sleep with each other, uh, Jenny? Mm, well, because I think in, that the is, in God, the eyes of God, I think it's point. unclear. <laughs> Uh, and it's a blind eye of justice. Uh, right. Is is soaking sleeping together in the eyes of the law? Can't believe how many times I've had to discuss soaking on podcasts in my time. Uh, what other podcasts are you talking first. about? It. 90 I honestly day? can't remember, Rob. Oh. But it's happened. I feel like maybe. Mm -hmm. I can't, I, I truly cannot remember, but this is not the first time I have discussed. I talk about the Soka tribe every week. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think it's a is little that, different. That's Man Franny's tribe. Uh oh. Oh no. Soka tribe. <laughs> I don't think any soaking took place on the island. 
Yeah. After that, I can't speak for that. Yeah. Um, okay. But I don't know. I still think that if you start a because all of these people were not supposed to know each other going into this, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you shouldn't have people on the jury that have a relationship with each other because we even see this come up in the um in the deliberation episode where Noah is now like just fixated on Jeannie and is doing whatever she says and isn't even thinking for himself. So I do think that whether, you know, you're calling the soaking like legitimately sex, two jurors beginning a relationship mm-hmm. of some sort, whether it just be mildly uh, physical to, you know, we get we get Noah calling Jeannie his girlfriend later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that definitely causes mistrial, right? Or yeah. someone, or they both get booted. What happens? They both get booted uh, from sorry. the jury. They yeah. only have James left. Yeah. Do you think they bring Tim back from the hospital? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. maybe we're like some of our legal experts out there could uh, weigh yeah. in. I think this probably should have been a mistrial. Uh, like, oh, I think at the point, should've. especially when, when we get to the point at the end of the trial where uh, the chemicals uh, come into play, and then all of the the evidence that didn't get, yeah, and then the, and the judge says, "Don't up. ignore that evidence and don't don't <laughs> just include ignore it. that. Just ignore That's that. They that do, you right? hear that? Yeah, I kind of feel like this probably should have been a mistrial, but." Yeah, I yeah. didn't even think about, uh, you know, whether or not the, the jurors potentially I'm saying, uh, you know, uh, potentially sleeping together because we haven't established yeah. that soaking is sleeping together. They didn't they weren't sleeping. Mm-hmm. They were awake. They were awake and in a bed <laughs> naked with b- body parts like uh, intertangled and James yeah. Marsden jumping on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still think that. Uh, d- d- despite how you land on the is this sex or not sex, uh, you have to admit that this probably is not something that they allow on on the jury. On the jury, <laughs> they, they don't want two jurors yeah. doing this. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, maybe more people would sign up for jury duty if that was allowed. Well, here's the thing: we find people like you know, Big Brother. These shows that people survivor. Like shows that you are cut off from society. You're not on your phone. You're not on the internet. You, the, your day-to-day life is on pause and you are immersed with a group of people mm-hmm. under whatever circumstances. You grow relationships and some of these turn into real romantic relationships. Yeah. So in a situation where a jury is truly sequestered, if it looks even a little bit like this, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to imagine it's not out of the question. Look, that people would bond and perhaps a romance could blossom. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe you try to pick such different people that you're like, I can't imagine this would, this would happen. Whereas like reality casting, they're purposely trying to find people that they know are going to hook up. Yeah. Um, Jenny, I don't know. <laughs> would you. Yes. Be a bed jumper. <laughs> oh no. For, I for shouldn't friends, have said yes before the question. For friends. Who were soakers? Listen, I support my friends in in their endeavors. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as they are not hurting anyone and everyone is you would consenting. Do it. Yeah. Um, no, you jump I don't want to be a part of it. I don't oh. want to be a part of it. I would be a wing woman in the way that Ronald was. You know, I I am totally down to like help people grow confidence he and like seems be around to be actually people. pretty as long as you don't need me to jump on the bed 
I don't want he to be present pretty, yeah. for two people. If it was two people you knew, it would be weird. If, maybe if it was only one person you knew and the other person was a stranger. No, I'm still. So I, only, I, only for two strangers, you would do it. No, I don't even think for too strange. I just like Rob. You you really think? <laughs> listen, I am a supportive person. I but Jay, just think about but, it. One is jumping on a bed fun in the first place. Yes, it, Und- it is undeniably okay. okay yeah, you you well, get, you're jumping. The beds aren't very like jump friendly. Sure, sure. Uh, and I'd be kind of concerned about falling into the pile. Like, uh, I feel I, like. <laughs> exactly. I am not a very graceful person. Like, I am exactly. that person that's jumping bed? on the bed. How big is and the bed? Falls. Yeah. Like, I this potentially am responsible for um, an injury and not my own. Like, like Jeannie becomes impaled. Like, yeah. I, you know, or. Perhaps he he's out for a second and oh, yeah. there's an yeah. injury. Yeah. There's an injury. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, I, don't know. I think I could be talked into being a, a, you, a bed jumper. Rob, you dirty dog. That's that's a lot. Look, that's a lot of power for, you know, you're bringing like, a, you know, you're basically the DJ. <laughs> you're the DJ. You're the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, uh, like, all right, like, uh, you know, big jump, little jump. Sing? Yeah, yeah, a singing. You, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not there to like enter. What about humming? Humming. What about no, mouth trumpet? No, no, no come on. That's come getting. On, I, think a little that's sexy getting mouth I think that's trumpet. getting weird now. At that point. Oh, that's when it's getting weird, Rob. <laughs> You're just jumping on the bed next to two naked people. That's not the weird part. It's the mouth trumpet that mm-hmm. makes it real yeah. weird. <laughs> Well, before we get to that, Ronald is, uh, you know, he's practicing his lines with uh, James Marsden. Oh, my gosh. This was so wonderful. You loved it. I loved this. (laughs) I just it was so pure. I loved all of the stuff that showed how like much of like a. A team player Ronald was that he was like, yeah, sure. I will sit here and get into character and like really like help you with these lines, like doing the same thing over and over with this annoying ass actor. Like I thought that was incredible. The fact that like Ronald was like putting on his own accent, like getting into the lines, even though like mm-hmm. realistically, like if if you're just like the producer or whatever, like reading the line, like feeding the lines to the actor, you're not doing it like in a in a voice you're just like giving the line but like ronald was getting so into it like he was like building his own character that he was it was so funny to me i don't know this is the stuff that really gets me do you think that ronald will get any acting opportunities after this jenny well it's funny because when james marsden gets the phone call um about the the gig uh phil yelled out he's like oh my god they want ronald Yeah. And so that's what he thought was going to happen was that like Ronald did such a great job that that they were going to be like, oh, but sorry, they they really want to talk to Ronald, though. Do you have his number? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would have been freaking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, But it really was all just like a ruse to get like uh, Ronald gets interrupted. And then uh, James Marsden uses the bathroom. And then uh, there's a whole storyline about James Marsden clogging the toilet. Yeah, t- big turd in there, mm-hmm. as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, 
was so gross. Yeah. So while while um, Ronald is playing wingman and taking Noah to to Jeannie, which was also hilarious when he's like hiding, um, looking for his shoes. Uh, yeah. James Marsden's in the bathroom and just completely and we got to see it even though yeah. we know it's not real and like ronald is just such a chill guy first of all just like leaves james marsden in his room uh says like are you trusting this guy i don't know i was like i feel like there's just something about james marsden where i'm like do i really want to leave him alone in my room i wonder um, do you have a different reaction when it's a, a famous person mm. has like uh defaced your toilet uh as opposed to like a <laughs> some famous random poop in person there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know yeah i don't know um yeah like, do you think that if, if noah destroyed the bathroom does uh not the star of sex drive <laughs> i think that i think that ronald's just the kind of guy that this was like, a toilet hey. rim uprising <laughs> it was literally the poop was uprise it was fully like yeah. upright yes. in the yes. um i think ronald's just the kind of guy that's like hey man that happens like this is his thing he's constantly being like you know what some sometimes sometimes a little poop yeah relatable yeah like he's just so chill that's why he's like such a perfect person for this because he all of these weird things are happening and he's kind of just like he's encouraging of people he's like hey it's all good no mm -hmm. worries like he's supportive mm -hmm. Um, he didn't even mind that it got blamed on him. <laughs> yeah, but like uh, it, that didn't really come back to uh, like the plumber, right? It was, just like, the, it was just the random plumber that came through. Like, why does he care if this yeah, random plumber like whatever, thought he did whatever. a big I'll dump? Cover, I'll cover for James Marsden. Maybe we'll hang out after this is all over. Maybe he'll introduce me to some. Do you think that James Marsden is hanging out with Ross after this is over? So I we saw the photos. We saw like a few photos at the end where it's like they actually all kept in touch. I don't believe I saw any photos of James. Yeah, I don't think James Marsden is hanging out too much with the with the rest of the cast of this. Here, yeah, because I think the the difference between James Marsden and the rest of these people, um, besides the fact that like James Marsden is like more of a legitimate celebrity and and like an actual household name um is that like he's had experience not not like this but he's been a part of like you know movies and casts and has spent a lot of time with people mm -hmm. um that he's doing a project with so it's not like a first time sort of situation he's probably spent this kind of time with other people as well yeah um I, I think that he probably has an affection for all of these people and it was definitely like a different experience than everything else he's ever done but i don't think that this hits as special to him than it would all of the other actors yeah. um for james marsden like uh, i mean he has done like a pretty a uh, good job of like promoting this. He's been like doing like a lot of interviews. He's like posting pictures on his Instagram. And well, stuff I mean, like why that. not? So, yeah, why not? Like he's not like Wait, so shying away from it. And, and James Marsden like comes across really great uh, all throughout this. He comes across as like really hilarious. I hated him and loved him at the same time. Like it was like he, you know, like the fact that I knew he was like not playing even though he was playing james marsden it's like he's playing like this version of him um but i, I don't know I, like the fact that he made me feel things matters mm -hmm. now on the on the note of 
is Ronald and James Marsden hanging out? Did you see the um, the TikTok that Randy Newpol tagged us in? No. Okay, so I'm just opening it now. Um, there was a rematch. A rematch. There was a a rematch of the arm wrestling. The arm wrestle. Yes, and what happened? Did James Marsden really smoke him? I think James Marsden is smoking him. I yep. think he's about to win. He won. Well, uh, Kiva pointed out that uh, Brand. I'm oh, sorry, Ronald is uh, six six. Oh my God, tall king. Yes, tall king for sure. So <laughs> I don't. He does like I don't know if that the uh, maybe want a lower center of gravity on arm wrestling. Yeah, you want to be like a more like more of like a thick king, right? Like thick you want to king. be yes. <laughs> you want to be a little bit more compact and like have more yeah. more uh, like center strength or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not clear to me. It does look like it's in a Margaritaville. So I don't know if this uh, when this happened, but it appears that there was at least a rematch at a some reunion. point. So I, I maybe oh it looked like they had like a dinner um we saw that in like the episode eight where they had like a post reveal dinner so maybe it was just there like mm. James Marsden might have just been like done his his duty <laughs> he did he did a duty yeah, um, and then <laughs> in, in the and hotel then, toilet yeah um I think that maybe he did the reunion dinner or whatever and then he's 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 out mm-hmm. but yeah who's to say okay I, I hope that he at least I may mean, hope they're like Facebook friends or something. I don't I know. Did James Marsden a big, big Facebook, Facebook guy? guy. <laughs> yeah, I um, can see it. Good question. Good question. <laughs> um, one of the other storylines that goes on is that uh, that we see where Ronald is gets into uh, a playing a game of uh, Ute. Yes. Yes, it's a, it's a real game. Yes, um, yeah, I'm I'm familiar with this from the Genius. Jenny, did you? That's ever, what Phil said. Yeah, yeah. did you ever watch yeah. from the Genius? I didn't watch the Genius. I believe so. they called it Tactical Yatnori on the Genius. Yes, that's what. So he googled it. Um, but I and think you, and you would Ron, like throw the like the sticks down, but there was no yeah. like special spot where so if it landed the on rules, the line. I believe the rules as as uh, explained to Ronald were not the real rules, but the game itself is like, so all the pieces that he had, I think are actually real. And this is a real game, but the way that it was taught to Ronald was not true. Right, it has to do with like the way that, like, that the sticks land, uh, like that. Like determines- mean certain things yes. with the circles, yes. and then he, yeah. So, so Ken is like really into gambling, and so he, uh, he tries to get Ronald to play this game with him. I think he throws down what like a couple dollars, and then like uh, Ronald's like, I only got twenties. So he throws down a twenty, and then there's like this big thing where there's like a one hundred multiplier, mm-hmm. and now suddenly. Uh, Ken owes Ronald $2,000 <laughs> to which he spends the rest of the show. Like his, his whole thing is just being like, yeah, so I, I really, I gotta, I gotta pay you my debt. Yeah. <laughs> Ronald just being like, dude, you don't I owe don't, me $2,000. I don't want to get involved with this. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, would anybody take the money from Ken? I don't think you could. No. He's too, especially, well, also if you're Ronald and you're like, because we get this confessional where he's like, yeah, so he teaches me this game, Ute, and uh, this is how I learned that. 
Ken is really into gambling. So he can see in the way that Ken is, is that like he's a gambler. So he's probably like, how much money has he lost? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't need this game that I knew nothing about that. I just got lucky out of nowhere. And he's only making this money because I didn't have anything like less than a 20 in my pocket like he's probably like please do not pay me this money you you probably have lost so much money that you shouldn't have because of your gambling addiction so this is a this is a good example of good guy ronald um Mm -hmm. do you think that ronald takes the money if it's somebody else um, like James Marsden, definitely. I think if but. it's like in a game where like, if they like, uh, like gambled on like some like sports game or like something like that, that you know, Brandon or sorry, Ronald knows what well, now I can't stop. Uh, that, Ron, that Ronald, um, like knows the rules of, you know, yeah. it's like, I don't even know what he happened. Feels like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, Cause I think Ronald doesn't feel good even winning because he didn't even really understand what he was doing. Um, and like Ken does such a great job, like playing this where he's like asking every scenario. He's like, is this touching? Is this in the circle? Is this in the line? And he's like, Oh my God, this is so unlucky for me. Um, mm-hmm. And he seems very stressed. So it's like, how do you feel good about taking this money from this man? That you, Like there was no way that he would have chosen for you to like put in that much money. Um but yeah, this is really cute. I loved, like, I loved all the character stuff, even though knowing it was all like fake characters. I just think that's be so much fun. Like, how much fun would it be to be like a character, have like set quirks and storyline that you have to like, you know, abide by, and then like, then ultimately improv, like interact with someone who well, doesn't know. I think know. it would be very stressful I mean, though. I think it would be what like, it, so might, I, it, it would be fun in like, um, in like, oh my God, like what a rush. But like, if you were the one that blew it, Jenny, could you imagine? Oh, I know. I, I, and that would be like, my biggest the fear The entire as well. production, all this work, millions of dollars spent. Yeah. Like for nothing, you blew it blew because it. you said yeah. the wrong thing. Yeah. But that's why I think like, you know, having the characters be like just kind of um, eccentric versions of them. Um, Like the fact that like we find out that Ken is like speaking like so much slower than he naturally does. Like I feel like that would be like one of the hardest things to do Mm -hmm. because like these other people, they're like, you know, they're speaking pretty similar to how they normally would, but they have like certain storyline quirks that they have to like kind of keep going where um but i just like uh, especially the the deliberation episode like imagine having to like talk about the case and like have your own like agenda that you know it's like okay well like you really th- these are your values like i just think like the character study of it all would be really really fun but yes the stress of potentially being the person that blows it would be terrible yeah but I think it would just be fun to be like an eccentric version of yourself. Um, and you're like finding these, finding these opportunities to like show that character as things come up. Like that's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to do this. Yeah. But could you be a totally different character? Totally different. Yeah. I don't know if I could be totally different, but do you think that any of these people were totally different? I think that they were just like extreme versions of like the kind of person you think they might be. Hmm. Yeah, I, right? is Jeannie, uh, is the actress that played Jeannie, Jeannie? 
She literally said in the in the episode eight, we get like uh, a clip of her audition video. And then we get this like confessional from her being like, I've always wanted to have someone have me kind of just be who I am. Yeah. What about and Officer I feel like I'm Nikki? Getting to do she that. said she would never be a cop. Well, no, but I think that she just loves the idea of like. I'm going to be a bailiff and I'm going to be the best damn bailiff mm -hmm. you've ever met. Like that, like, you know, I think for some people, like it's, di it's different. The level of like character about, that they uh, would judge Allen. Well, he knows enough about cranky judges a judge because he was an attorney. Mm -hmm. Like that's, a, that's the, the fun part about it is that like you had people like none of these people are like 100% actors. Yeah. Like they have their own like other things that they've done in their life to use that to like. And, and I think it only works if you've got people like that because you can't have like 100% like actors that don't have like other life experiences to like make them appear more normal. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the other storylines that we haven't talked about yet. So it's Ross's birthday and we finally uh, got the payoff to Ross's storyline. Ross, everybody loves Ross. It seems like the nicest guy. We're going to go ahead and uh, get the birthday party going for Ross. Um, and even though James Marsden doesn't know who he is, um, <laughs> then James Marsden uh, shows up at the birthday party before he, Ross is there, before yeah. Ross is there, assumes that the cake is to, is for him to uh, cheer him up for losing the Lone part pine. in the movie, uh, mm -hmm. and then he destroys uh, the birthday cake. <laughs> this scene like drove me crazy because I was like, I was just imagining like trying trying to be anyone in this scene, and and like the fact that we had to have like a cake, like James Marsden shows up and like throws the cake and like loses his mind. And like, this is where you see Ronald turn on James. And mm -hmm. I like it. Cause that's how, you know, like Ronald is a good person. Like he truly is a good person because like, you know, he's been kind of entertaining James's BS this whole time, but like this was a bridge too far for Ronald where he was like, I can't believe you selfish POS like made this about you again for like the 300th time and you're ruining this nice person's birthday that we all like care about and you don't even know his name you don't know who he is like the the pure the pureness that we saw of his soul you could see it on his face and we got to see the behind the scenes afterwards of like how this scene played out like just Oh my God. I feel like that would be probably one of the most stressful scenes to be one of the actors in. Yeah. Um, but it was a great moment. It was so, it was so funny. Mm -hmm. And then we finally get the payoff of, Sonia. um, I told you, I said, this is, there's the only thing we know about sure. Ross is he's got a wife named Sonia that he talks about all the time. And ultimately his character is just that he's been lying about his relationship with Sonia. They've been separated for eight months. He's a big liar guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, At least she showed up to like d tell him. She showed up to basically say, why is this random woman calling me? Like mm -hmm. the the detail of such like mundane. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that's that mundane, but it's like it's low key enough that like they had to have characters that had like little 
quirks that added to the storyline, but not so major. Like not everything could be the biggest thing. So it's like, I really loved that they had characters like Ross where like his thing is just that he talks about his wife all the time and it turns out he's been lying and they're separated and he's like, really leaning on all of these people and is ultimately going to be like kind of prolonging this process for everyone. Like, I just don't think that this works without storylines like that. Like, I just really, really love that mm-hmm. there were lower, lower level characters that were like quirky enough. Room. Yeah. Well, like there were like things that like uh, Ronald needed to figure out like along the yeah. way, like, like yeah, all the pieces piece of the together. puzzle, like fit ultimately. Yes. And like, I just, I'm really glad that it, not everything was like kooky from the start. Like I said, like you couldn't have all the characters at 10 from the start. So mm-hmm. the slow burning of it all was like really, really good. Yeah. Um, episode seven was uh, all about the deliberation. And mm-hmm. to me that I did feel like that this was a little bit like, uh, I felt like it was like a little bit of a different show. Yes, because I almost felt like everyone in the room at that point was playing closer to who they are as a real person because they didn't have as many like quirky things that could happen. But I could like I noticed people drawing upon their character and their character's values when discussing the case. Mm -hmm. Like I thought that part was interesting, but it's like I don't know if it needed to be a whole episode, I guess, maybe. Right. It could have been like half the episode. Um, right. Cause you wanted for to me, like the drama and the stakes were not there. Like, uh, I know this is like a courtroom show and I feel like this, this was like a normal courtroom show, like seeing the jury deliberate, like would be like, uh, really like the most interesting part of the show. That's like the 12 angry mm-hmm. men. But you know, here we know that it's fake. Uh, mm-hmm. we sort of like have gotten that like I don't know if they wanted there to be some sort of like mystery in terms of like what actually happened but we were kind of hit over the head with the idea of that there were chemicals the toxicology report came back and ultimately Ronald is you know very much like fighting for uh, the defendant to get off. Yeah, Ronald was in his like attorney bag during this whole episode and honestly I think that maybe Ronald gave them so much that they didn't expect in terms of his leadership and being like solely responsible for them getting it together Mm -hmm. that I think that's maybe why they used so much of that footage because this, this was probably important in the message of this, this guy's story um, is worth awarding. Like what, like he did such an incredible job. We're going to give him a hundred K. So I think that like, Because one of the fun parts about this is that like production was kind of like learning along the way about him and like how he was handling things. So I think that like along the way they were like, oh, my God, like this guy is incredible. Like this, he's giving us so much and like watching him be the four, the four person of the jury and like the way that he pulled together the case and like got everyone there. Like, I think that they just felt like that was such an important explanation for why, you know, Ronald was such a great person and uh, like the hero of the story. Um, So as much as I think it could have been like shorter, I think that they were just probably like blown away by Mm -hmm. like, cause he was very impressive in that room. Like he, like he, 
he he didn't want to do this job and he he wasn't comfortable in a leadership position and and speaking in front of people but like we saw him he was killing it mm-hmm. so um i think that they had to include a lot of that but ultimately like in terms of driving the plot like i don't think that there was like a ton happening there except for we get like ross you know trying to like hold them back yeah. by being like the lone liable did ronald host. ultimately suss that out how did we get that information I believe someone said it's Ross. Yeah. I think, I I don't know if it was Vanessa or something. Someone said at some point, like, it's it's definitely Ross. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't want to leave. And then they, they get Ronald to take him outside to talk to him. Yeah. Um, and, like, it was a cute part. Like, and it was, again, like, more stuff for, for Ross's character. But, um, you know... It, it, that part definitely could have been shorter, but it was interesting. It just, it was a different, definitely a different like vibe of the rest of the case, but it was like the transitional piece between like wacky stuff going on during the actual case leading into, okay, we're getting ready for this to end and like the resolution of it all. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and ultimately we get that Ronald stands up in front of the court and says that the jury comes back uh, not guilty and not liable. Not liable. Sorry. <laughs> yes. And we get our big reveal about uh, what what was going on. What did you think of Ronald's reaction? Uh, it was great. It was, I mean, I, it's what I expected to be honest. Like I didn't. I didn't think that he would be mad. He seems like such an even tempered kind of guy, and like. Also, how are you going to be upset when you get so we we lead into episode eight um, because we get the like cut off at the end of episode seven where the judge says, I told you this was my last case. What I didn't tell you is also it's my first and like I'm not a real judge. This is these are all actors. And Ronald goes, what? Yeah. So we lead into the next thing. And then the judge continues and says, like, there was a real trial here and like lists all of the incredible things that Ronald had done, like the way that he like. Okay. But you could know, he have failed? Could he have failed? Yes. Could he have done such I a mean, like if the if he was a bad guy, would they have not given him a hundred thousand dollars? I think they were always going to give them money because they I think that they needed to have something to give the person for their trouble and for basically being like sorry we we manipulated you through this whole process um but here is your prize essentially it is a reality show in a way so here's mm-hmm. your prize for You're getting famous. to the end um but I don't think that they necessarily planned for all of the things that Ronald ended up doing. Like I, I know they wanted him to be like sympathetic towards Todd because like we even hear, you know, Todd discuss that his character was supposed to be like really into like technology and cybernetics or whatever. And like, you're supposed to like, he's become like a more sympathetic character over time, but like they can't predict how lovely and encouraging Ronald was like Ronald could have just been like, ignoring Todd a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different ways Mm -hmm. that this could have gone. And I think that they got like such an incredible result from him that like it was, it was easy for them to have this wonderful moment to like point to the things that he did, all of these opportunities for him to like, you know, act in a more selfish way and the way that he conducted himself. So I can't imagine being upset 
when that is what you're presented with. Here's a hundred thousand dollars. And also you're such an incredible person and a great sport. Like, what are you going to be like? I'm pissed off and walked away, walk away. Mm -hmm. No, you're probably going to be like, what? But he handled it so well. He's laughing. We get to see him like being like, even after the judge already said like bailiff Nikki, like lists all the people. These are all actors. And we see him still go up yeah. to bailiff Nikki and be like, you're not a cop. Yeah. It was funny when like, there was a couple other things that he was like recounting and it was like, Oh, the people in the restaurant were fake. Like, uh, like the, everything yeah. like, yeah. Cause he's like, it takes him so long to like figure out every single thing because it's like, he's trying to figure out like what parts of reality were like weaved in. And then he was like, oh my God, the Mar like Margaritaville, like nothing could have been like, none of that was real. Mm -hmm. Um, it was real. I, I like, I literally could have watched like a couple more hours of episode eight. Like I, I really wish that there was more of that piece because I just thought like, I would love, I would love a reunion, like a full reunion where like they go through like and we got a bit of it. Like we got like the, the parts of them, like sitting in like the, the jury format where they're all sitting there talking about certain things that came up along the way. But like, I just feel like there had to have been like endless different things. Like everyone's probably got a story of like, Oh my God, there was this one time where you and I sure. off camera, were having a conversation. Like so many things, the cameras might not have even caught fully. Like I would just, I just think that that part was so, so entertaining. And Rob, I have to say, this is the first show that you and I have covered together that brought a tear to my eye. Oh, I cried? got emotional. Tears did not fall out of my yeah. eyes, but I had to fix my eye makeup after. Uh, wow. <laughs> because some of my eyeliner had gotten wet from my wet eye um, because I got emotional when when they were when the judge was telling Ronald like how incredible he was and like just seeing like them all talk about like how much they enjoyed him and like, you know, like seeing them say like, you know, that, that was still a lot of us, like we, all the bonding time we had, like, that's still a lot of, I don't know. I just, I just thought it was so sweet. It was like such a feel good ending for me. And I am a soft bitch as I've said many times before. So this really, really got me in the heart. I just thought it was like such it a did feel good end. Yeah. And yeah. it's an, it's a, it's a, what did, what was it said about the organ? It's like one of the, <laughs> the least, imperfect, least yeah. perfect, yeah, the imperfect organ. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, that was a yeah. good callback. I did get a little misty. Yeah, that was really good. All right. Yeah. Jenny, anything else you want to say about jury duty? <sighs> it was just, we yeah, it. it was front to back. It was just like a really fun viewing experience. I don't like, I've never, uh, covered anything like this before. So, um, I'm used to like watching things that are like almost so painful that we're like trying to mm -hmm. find the absurd in it. Whereas like, this was a different experience where they were like throwing the absurd at us, obviously. Um, and, and I enjoyed that too. It was really fun to like watch something that I like truly fully enjoyed and I'm not picking apart or like making fun of. Um, so, I, I enjoyed it, but I think that like it will nothing, nothing we do will ever be like this. I think this is just like a special thing that we've done. And I'm grateful that we got to watch it and talk about it because it was just such a great show. It's the beauty of so hit good. or quit. We would still be watching Farmer Wants a Wife. I, I, I would have had to watch this on my own. Um, and, and maybe I wouldn't have watched it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I'm grateful that we, you know, 
the whatever uh, hourglass got smashed and we mm-hmm. quit Farmer Wants a Wife. We quit Race to Survive Colon We're Alaska. bouncing around. We found something we liked. And, yeah. and uh, we're back on the search for something. I think what we're going to try to do that we are going to see if we can maybe track down. We'll make it a mission to see if we can track mm-hmm. down somebody from jury duty. I would love if that, we can, Rob. If we can work that out, I think yeah. that's what we should do next time for hit or quit. Yeah, I think that we need, we could, a little bookend on this where where we could um, get like a, like a post-show type mm-hmm. situation because I, I still have Let's so many questions that I jury. Like, I would love that. I love, I would love that. So I think that that sounds good, especially Sam, if there's like not anything Sam, James Marsden. <laughs> let's get them i don't know I, I i there's so many of them i i think literally any of them could mm-hmm. have like really good stories to tell and i have so many questions yeah. like i said so. okay so that's what we're gonna I'm do next board. time so uh the show is such a hit we're gonna keep talking about it even after it's over yeah <laughs> i'll okay. keep talking about it in my real life like yeah. why not so, tell everybody to watch yeah. it okay yeah exactly jenny what else is coming up for you uh, nothing. That's mm-hmm. it. Just, um, just, uh, you know, in, enjoying life and, wow. uh, go Leafs go. And, um, enjoying I'm, life. I'm just, that sounds so nice. I've, I truly have been under the weather the last week. Um, but I'm starting to feel a little yeah. bit better. Yeah. You know, something hit us. Um, and now it's quitting us and we're both going to be mm-hmm. feeling better soon. Um, and again, looking forward to our, our little reunion, Rob. Yep. Good to see you nice in like less see, than Yeah, nice to see you uh, in uh, a couple of weeks when we're going to be up in it's Toronto. Birthplace. Yeah. Yes. So uh, looking forward to that. And of course, check out everything else we have going on here on Rob Has a Podcast. You can find everything in our podcast feeds at robitswebsite.com slash subscribe. Thank you so much for joining us for Hit or Quit this week. We'll be back next time. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.